Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joy podcast from LGBTQIA plus community radio station Joy 94.9. For more information and tons of other podcasts, head to joy.org.au. And uh, we have our final guest for today's show with us in studio. And this person is super interesting, has a very diverse background, is currently the senior account manager in presenter services at the Arts Centre Melbourne. Uh, Secretary of the Board for the Consort of Melbourne and has been a soprano for over 19 years. Catherine Norman, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's delightful to be here. Um, Catherine, quite aside from this list of incredible things you've done, you've had a very um, unusual pathway through your studies and interests. Can you tell us what that path has been and how on earth you ended up where you are now. (laughs) Sure. So uh, I was a student at Melbourne University studying science and put myself through university and decided to start ushering at the Arts Centre. It felt like a really great way of having a flexible workspace but being in the arts. I worked a little bit in science. I majored in science and ended up um, with a biochemistry major. Um, But I kept getting drawn back to the arts. Um, I worked a little bit at Royal Opera House in Covent Garden as well when I was overseas for a little bit. Yeah, I was the head and royal usher there for a while. Um, But kept getting drawn back to the arts and kept getting drawn back into singing. And so in about 2007, I became the operations manager of the Sydney Mime Music Bowl and then moved across into presenter services and now manage the entire event management team at the Arts Centre and we oversee about 3,000 shows a year across the State Theatre, Playhouse, Haymar and Fairfax Studio. It's enormous and and then you're a singer as well. Yeah, so again, kind of kept getting drawn back into the arts. As I said, I never really wanted to have a career, a full-time career in singing. I knew that that was going to be too difficult in Australia. Um, but yeah, kept getting pulled back into singing and very proudly am the principal soprano for the Consort of Melbourne, uh, which is a very active vocal group in Melbourne. And we've been around since 2008 and I've been singing with them since 2009. Now, um, all of a sudden there's uh, bits and pieces that's happening at the Arts Centre mm. uh, because uh, there's renovations going yep. in uh, with the State Theatre. Uh, tell us, what, what is going on? So, the reimagining, as it's called, of the Arts Centre, which was announced several years ago, is a massive precinct-wide really reimagining of the entire centre and it involves Arts Centre Melbourne, the NGV, the NGV Contemporary out the back, the public realm, um, and it's it's creating a a real open hub, as it were, uh, across that whole precinct. And it links in a lot with the the Sturt Street spine, really, and that public realm is going to connect all of those beautiful areas. So, it's a a really big project. um, They've started digging, haven't they, at the back, around the back of the Arts Centre? If you were to try and come into the car park you'd notice that it's a lot more open um, the the area that was formerly known as stage door is now no longer <laughs> um, it's completely um, been removed and it's quite amazing they're going to be digging down and creating a, a larger stage door access um, a secondary um, lift to be uh, to be able to actually get all of our props and so on of, and so forth course, down yeah. to stage level because has that been a problem uh, yeah because um, you know like sizes and technology and 
and <laughs> you know, like so this is upgrading to where it should be, I suppose. It's it's an upgrade, but it's also a, a contingency as well. It has worked very well. Yeah. Um, for anyone that has you know maybe done a back of house tour at the art centre or knows the spaces intimately, um, all of our stages are actually three whole floors below ground. Mm. So we have to get our trucks in. They get onto a massive scissor lift, um, which are the same. Well, a truck as, goes down in. A truck goes down whoa. onto a scissor lift, like like the aircraft carrier yeah. scissor lift. It's the same technology, and it was actually installed in the in the late sort of seventies, early eighties okay. when the building was being built, um, and it has always functioned well. But we've actually also realised that that is a critical point of failure. If that does fail, we're 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 really okay. um, we're in a bit of trouble. So um, <laughs> we're actually putting in a second lift. So just to make sure that we've got some contingency, okay. so that we're expanding out that area. Um, but yeah, and then building a slightly larger um, adjacent rehearsal room to the state theatre because um, we just everybody always needs more rehearsal spaces, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so and a significant s- redevelopment. So uh, Hamer Hall closed down when the, that redevelopment yep. happened. Uh, are you closing state theatre down? It will be closed. It's it's currently a, a, a staged kind of approach. Um, we actually did a lot of work on the state fly system during COVID, which was great. We were able to actually oh, sort of make okay. quite a lot of okay. um, inroads in that when the building was obviously yeah. sadly not able to house performances. Um, but yes, there's a lot of work that's happening on the interior of the theatre. Um, and yeah, you'll you'll see quite a lot of improvements, particularly around accessibility and so on and so right. forth. Because the building was opened in 1984, yeah, yeah. and a lot, um, particularly around um, access with regards to you know wheelchairs and so yeah. on and so forth, has yeah. improved thankfully um, over that time. So we're just taking the opportunity to right. to really bring that up. So will we go to the state theatre in anymore? You know, like, or can't you say at this particular stage? There's a couple um, shows. The the ballet are actually putting on a few more seasons this year but yeah it's it's going to be staggered in and in and out from here on in right for, okay. for the next while okay. and we're working very closely with those partners now what's happening with these sculptures that you know like all of a sudden they're digging up around the place and there's um so much wonderful artwork um out in the forecourts uh, yeah. of the art center what's happening with it well uh on Wednesday, it's very exciting. Um, some of the sculptures are actually moved to the McClellan Gallery on the ah. um, just near Frankston. Yeah, um, and I quite like this story too because um, in one of my former roles at the Art Centre, I was a tour guide and in fact helped write the tour guide training manual. Um, and in the seventies, one of the things that I loved about the vision of the people that built the Art Centre was because it was a construction site, it wasn't very pretty, and you know even the buildings themselves are quite barbaric from the outside. Um, they actually decided to deposit beautiful works of sculpture in the 70s or maybe even as early as the 60s um, to really herald the fact that this was going to be a precinct for the arts. Um, So a lot of these sculptures were actually installed well before the buildings were even open. And so I quite like that some of these sculptures are having to be, you know, rehoused temporarily while we're doing significant um, groundwork, obviously. Um, And so some of these sculptures are actually just going on a little tour for a little (laughs) while to spread some of the arts into Melbourne love further across Victoria. But, but how wonderful is that in, in itself? Because so many, you know, like in situations like that, well, with the, the new underground uh, railway stations, mm. uh, the one that, um, you know, the Melbourne Square on Swanson Street, uh, that, that Burke and Wills is gone in storage somewhere, where it's so lovely that you're actually not hiding them away 
Um, they're going to be put into this beautiful park where sculptures are everywhere, aren't they? Yeah, and I really like that connection of of, of fusing art and making sure that it's actually mm. used in lots of different ways. Yeah, so, yeah. so the connection, obviously, we've actually got a very strong performing arts collection. If you don't know about the Art Centre, we're, we're one of the rare actual performing arts centres to have mm. a performing Kylie. arts collection. Kylie. Kylie. <laughs> Peter <laughs> Allen. Nick Peter Cave, Allen, yes. You know, it's just, it's so extensive. Yep. And I think one of the biggest challenges is actually getting giving them enough airtime, making sure that they do get seen. Well, that's what one of the buildings you're building, isn't it, out the back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So expanding all of that and making that more accessible is is really exciting and making those connections too. Yeah. So have they left the building or are they just about ready to leave? I've actually got some pretty fun photos that I received this week. Yes, they they left the building on Wednesday. So they are already in situ at McClelland, which is very exciting. Okay. And they've gone to Heidi Gallery as well. Well, is that right? Yes. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. So, how many sculptures were actually moved in the process? Um, three this week is is what I is the information that I have to hand. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gosh. And so, was there a lot of sort of preparation around? You know, did they have to be checked and like preserved or anything like that before they were shifted? What was the they process were actually, there? They were actually moved by J.K. Fashion, a um, a specialist in actually moving sculpture. I quite like one of them, the um, Les Cossets coming and going. Which, if you came to the art centre and 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 went to Cafe Vic out the back, there were the beautiful sheep that were popping out of yeah. the, out of the ground at the back. And I have a lovely story when I you know brought my dog into work. He wasn't the smartest of of, <laughs> of canines. Um, he actually tried to round up. Oh, <laughs> bless, no bless, bless. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful oh, piece of fantastic. Yeah. So you know, like they're going out, as you said, down down near Frankston, uh, in that beautiful um, park down there. But what, what's your connection with with down there as well? Well, it's very exciting. Um, in August, the Consort of Melbourne, my vocal group, will be performing at the McClelland Gallery um, as part of their music series, and they actually perform every Sunday. Uh, the third Sunday of every month. Um, so I think they had their season launch today actually with Andrea Katz and Nicholas Donopoulos. Yep. Uh, Nick Donopoulos actually used to sing as a bass in my vocal group ah. as well. So, you know, <laughs> never be rude to anyone. Worlds collide. Um, so they actually had their first performance today from two to four at the McClellan Gallery and it went swimmingly well apparently. And, and it's a very interesting connection because you know, we just feel that it's only visual arts there, but they're, they're opening themselves up to a, a lot of other stuff, aren't they? including performances with vocal groups. Yeah, a a whole bunch of artists are actually coming through. So I'd urge you to, you know, pop McClelland music into your favourite search engine. Um, There's a lot of music that's coming up. So in um, March, there's going to be Cabaret. Uh, In April, there's another artist called Anne Norman, no relation. Um, Zoe Black and Joe Kindamo are, are again, great Victorian-based artists. Um, Shantae and Stephen are going to be performing there in July. And Shante is actually someone I've performed with at the Melbourne at the Port Ferry Spring Music Festival, and she's a um, alumni of Deborah Cheatham's Short Black Opera, okay. with whom we, a consort of Melbourne, actually also have a great partnership. We do yep. a lot of work with Deborah Cheatham, who's yeah. amazing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she's so incredible. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of really exciting um, projects coming up at McClelland every every month. So, right. Yeah. And when are you on? 
We are on in August, the 20th of August. And can you tell us what, what are you doing? What 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 is the program? I need to defer fully to my artistic director, who is the program genius of the Consort of Melbourne. Huge shout out to Stephen Hodgson. Um, we're very lucky that he's been our artistic director since 2014. Um, his predominant role is actually the head of Amy B, um, Australian Music Examinations Board. So for anyone that has done music um, lessons, classes, exams, you know, he's the kind of head honcho of that organisation, hopefully not too much PTSD for you. But, you know, his his knowledge, therefore, of repertoire is just second to none. And his ability to, to bring a program together is just exquisite mm. and divine. Um, so, last weekend, we actually performed for 3MBS as part of their marathon. And I believe the repertoire is probably going to be quite similar to, to what we performed. Um, so, the hero piece for last weekend was Bach's Der Geist Hilf one of the most beautiful motets yeah, that we yeah. that we got to sing. Um, and Steve also likes to p- ensure that there's a female composer in, in every program that we do. It was um, a philosophy that he um, took on several years ago. So we sang some Cecilia McDowell, the beautiful Alma Redentoris. Um, we also sang some Dan Walker, who is a brilliant Australian composer who's now based in Canberra, but again, used to sing with us as a tenor. If you've not heard any of Dan Walker's stuff, look him up. He's, he's really amazing. Uh, and we also sang Sam Aliotti, who's a 16th century nun, um, who was one of the most famous composers in her lifetime. And she was one of the first females to actually have a whole book composed wow. in her lifetime. Wow. So Aliotti is very, very exciting. Mm. And we are delving into their work a lot. Mm. Um, but before... Before August, we're actually also performing for Musica Viva on the 14th of March, if you're in Melbourne. It's 11 o'clock on a Tuesday, so if anyone is kind of indisposed at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday, <laughs> uh, I what, highly... <laughs> at the Edge in Fed Square. Right, okay. So that's part of Musica Viva's program. And again, it's another partnership that we've developed through, again, Deborah Cheatham, mm-hmm. um, the the group that she's been pioneering, um, led by Aaron Watt, is actually one of the first Indigenous classical musical ensembles and Aaron was actually the first Indigenous conductor of the MSO um, and he's also a viola player. Yep, so we uh, we've had him in. Oh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in, in a, again, a beautiful connection, both um, Aaron and Steve are having their birthdays on the 14th of March oh. as well, so oh, bless them. Nice. They're giving up their birthdays to, to yeah. help make music for all of us. Well, well, thank you so much for coming in today. You had so much to tell us you know, like, and I'm sure there could have been so much yeah. more. Yeah. There's, there's more on the Consort of Melbourne's website. I strongly yeah. urge you to check that out. But Brilliant. yes, very much looking forward to it. Thanks for Thanks. having me. <laughs> Pleasure. Thank you so much. We've been talking to Catherine Norman here on Joy 94.9 Sunday Arts Magazine. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community radio station, Joy 94.9. For more podcasts or to support Joy by becoming a member, donating or subscribing, head to joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.